See ya. RTHK, the news at one with Andrew Shirovsky. Our top stories, polls have closed in the Legislative Council by-election with six candidates competing for four vacancies in the legislature. Police say they believe disputes over money are behind the case of a woman being bundled into a van outside Stanley Prison yesterday. And a four-month-old girl has undergone a heart transplant at the Children's Hospital with an organ donated from the mainland. Polls have closed in today's Legislative Council by-election with six candidates competing for four vacancies in the legislature. These are Gary Wong, a member of the Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies, Chinese University engineering scholar Wong Kam Fai, the New People's Party's Adrian Ho, Lee Kuan Yew from the Federation of Trade Unions, and DAB's Chan Wing Kong, and the general manager of an artificial intelligence firm, Shanghai Long. Voting finished at 11.30 a.m. with 1,307, or 90% of election committee members casting their votes. Earlier, a member of the electorate, third-side lawmaker Tik Chi Yearn, said he would choose a candidate who would listen to people's needs. Of course, I will look at their past performance and whether they can reflect different voices in the legislature. As a welfare sector lawmaker, I would like to look for someone who cares about the needs of the grassroots community. Meanwhile, Hong Kong's outgoing sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu Chung, said he that, uh, that whoever is elected, ties between the legislature and the administration can be improved. I hope the elected members can serve for Hong Kong people. I believe that there will be a lot of legislative work coming soon. And I hope there will be smoother cooperation between the legislature and the administration in the future. Police say they believe that disputes over money were behind a case where a woman was forced into a van outside Stanley Prison yesterday. The 32-year-old was taken into the vehicle by four people as two correctional, office, correction, correctional services department officers and some passers-by tried to stop them. Officers said they intercepted the van near Ocean Park 15 minutes later and arrested the four over false imprisonment and assault causing actual bodily harm. A four-month-old girl has undergone a heart transplant at the Children's Hospital with an organ donated from the mainland. Surgery started uh, Friday night and was completed early the following morning. Simon Tang, Cluster Services Director at the Hospital Authority, said it was the smallest heart ever implanted in Hong Kong's medical history. We all understand that um, in order to accomplish this task, it is not easy at all because it is very difficult to identify a suitable heart to be transplanted into a four-month-old girl in Hong Kong. And so that's why, out of goodwill, the National Health Commission, they used their robust mechanism and helped to identify the right organ for our four-month-old child. And we should be grateful to that. Some cyclists who joined today's 50-kilometer cyclothon ride said they were disappointed. The road was changed because of the windy weather this morning. Participants in the first cyclothon since 2019 were meant to ride from Chim Sa Choi to Ching Ma Bridge and Ting Kao Bridge before returning to Chim Sa Choi. But they were forced to skip the two bridges after wind speeds reached 35 kilometers per hour there. Some participants said they were frustrated at the ride being shortened. But Domino Chow, who used to represent Hong Kong on his bike, said it was the right decision. 
It's blustery today. When we were in West Kowloon, we came across strong crosswinds twice, which made our bikes wobble. It's very enjoyable to ride on Route 3. I've often driven on the route, but it's a yearly occasion to cycle there. It's been four years since we last cycled on that route at high speed. Negotiators at the UN's Biodiversity Conference in Canada say they're confident of securing a deal to save the natural world from destruction. Targets under discussion include reducing farming subsidies, requiring businesses to assess their impact on biodiversity, and tackling invasive species. And so the weather report... Uh, cold, mainly fine and dry, high of about 13 degrees, flat, fresh to strong northerly winds, occasionally up to gale force. The outlook cold for the next few days, temperatures dipping to about 9 degrees tomorrow morning, slightly lower in the new territories. It'll stay windy, fine and dry during the day. Right now it's 13 degrees with relative humidity, 26%. And the red fire danger warning, cold weather warning and strong monsoon signal are all in effect. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan says his party has decided to dissolve two provincial assemblies on the 23rd of December, triggering, triggering another political crisis. Mr. Khan's Pakistan Tariq Insef governs the provinces of Punjab and Khyber Pakhtunkhwa. The BBC's Embarasan Atharajan reports. Imran Khan made the announcement while addressing a gathering of his supporters in the eastern Pakistani city of Lahore. His move to dissolve two provincial assemblies is seen as an attempt to put pressure on the federal government to hold early general elections. In his speech, Mr. Khan, who was ousted from power in April this year, blamed the former Pakistani army chief, General Kamar Bajwa, for his downfall. General Bajwa retired late last month, and Mr. Khan's comment on the former chief may not be seen favorably by Pakistan's powerful military establishment. The award-winning Iranian film actress Tereni Aladusti has been arrested after she publicly condemned the execution of a protester in Iran earlier this month. Weeks earlier, she had posted a photo of herself without a hijab and holding up the slogan of the protest movement, Women, Life, Freedom. Jasmine Ramsey is the deputy director of Center for Human Rights in Iran. What we know is that she's been detained like thousands of others for the simple act of speaking out against oppression in Iran and that Iranian officials are truly flailing and pursuing a strategy of murder and terror to try to stop the protests. She's definitely among the most famous actresses. And Iranian officials, they realize that when celebrities like her speak out against them, they're not just losing the support of the celebrities, but all the millions of fans that they have. Argentina will be drawing on the experience of their successful 2021 Copa America campaign and the dazzling form of Lionel Messi in the final at the Lucille Stadium tonight. Argentina lifted last year's Copa America title after stunning Brazil in the final. Messi is hoping to crown his career with victory in what will be his farewell World Cup appearance. Spectators are salivating at the prospect of a duel between Messi and his Paris Saint-Germain teammate Kylian Mbappe. But the French captain Hugo Loris rejected the idea that France are focusing solely on containing Messi. Just being focused on one player, uh, it's a final uh, between uh, two big nations of football, uh, between Argentina and, and France. Obviously, uh, when you face um, that type of player, uh, 
you need a, a special focus uh, on him, but uh, but it's not only about him. You know, uh, it's a strong team with a lot of talented players, uh, with a young generation of, of players, and um, and you can feel that they are all dedicated to to Leo Messi. Um, but again, uh, we will try to find the key um, to get the success on, on this game. The Minnesota Vikings have made a comeback for the ages in the NFL. The Vikings erased a 33-point deficit to rally past the Indianapolis Colts 39-36 to in overtime. That's the biggest comeback in league history. Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins passed for 460 yards and four touchdowns in the win, which gave them the NFC North title. So, great to win, great to come back. I had no idea it was the largest in NFL history. Um, something like that doesn't happen to average people. Um, so I'm proud of the way the group did that. And um, uh, just got to keep building from here, and there will be an enormous amount of things to correct. And lastly, American film director Steven Spielberg says he truly regrets the decimation of sharks that followed the success of his movie Jaws. Speaking on a BBC radio program, he was asked how he would feel about having real sharks circling his island. That's one of the things I still fear. Not to get eaten by a shark, but that sharks are somehow mad at me for the feeding frenzy of crazy sport fishermen that happened after 1975, which I truly and to this day regret. The decimation of the shark population because of the book and the film. I really, truly regret that. A report last year warned that a third of shark and ray species were at risk of extinction because of overfishing. That's the news, sports and weather at 1 o'clock on RTHK. RTHK Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new
what's happening to me Just one touch of you and I'm afraid Baby, it's amazing just how wonderful it is That the things we like to do are just the same Everyone's a winner, baby 